0: In terms of a in terms of a game, I learned this week. It's called "Can you pull a tick out of your leg with tweezers without separating it and leaving the head embedded in your skin?" It's a really long title. You might want to cut that one down so people can search
1: (laughs) for it a bit easier. It was uh, unpleasant. Where'd you get a tick? Well, apart from in your leg, where were you at? Where were you at to be able to get ticks?
0: I was in uh, Noidart on the west coast for my pretend name. It is. It's made up. Uh, which turns it out. It sounds like something from Skyrim. To, to, to be fair, like some of the some of the scenery, it did look like it was from some sort of medieval backwater. Uh, the only way you could get to this place is by passenger ferry or a three day trek. Through a bug. There are no roads. Through a, Through a bug. <laughs> which which is mental. Uh, but whilst we got there, we were there for my dad's sixtieth, and then on the Saturday we climbed up a big hill and uh, came back down, and I found I found a very obvious tick. Uh, in my waist, and I managed to get that one out right. pretty easily. Yeah, it was a pronounced tick. Yeah, and then on Monday, I was sitting down for for no particular reason why I you You're know, allowed to sit down. Be inspecting my legs and sitting down at the same time, and uh, realised that I had lots of little bumps over my thighs, <gasps> and thought, oh, huh? clearly I have missed one, and turned out I missed three. Wow, and uh, yeah, th- th- those little. Th- could it be very insulting to the to ticks out everywhere? It ticks out there, cover your Those kid's ears. Little critters. <laughs> critters?
1: Oh, man. Oh, I'm not sure we're allowed that kind of language <laughs> in the podcast. Uh, our
0: pests, my goodness.
1: Yeah, that's why we should all stay indoors. All the time.
0: So one was, like, sheltering in the the, the bend of my knee.
1: Oh, that's not pleasant. And
0: it was not. Absolutely not. Another two were kind of in the... I was going to say the heady jungle of my thighs. The, j-
1: the jungle of your thighs. Jungle of my thighs, it, absolutely. It is a jungle out there. It
0: is, it is. So I, I managed to get them. But the, the bumps are still there. So clearly they, they were having a great time. They're, like, roaming around, ticking a nibble here and there. Absolutely. And that's rough. But also it's it's a fact that you can't... Like, you just don't feel it. And then you're like, oh, great. I have... 15 to 20 lumps on my legs Uh, Those those can sneak up on you Uh, I
1: actually don't think I've ever had a tick (laughs) I'm tick free What exciting
0: lives we lead James Uh, This is Seasaw Parade, where we do make our own theme music. This is episode 177. You also can make our theme music. Just send us an email with the theme. Ross Cray has made music for us in the past. Kenneth's made music in the past as well. Yeah, it's been been fun. It has been. Paul helped me make the last one I made. Exactly. It's it's, it's a, you know, one for all and all for one kind of show. This is Scotland's Least All Podcast with the longest running season one of any entertainment podcast in the world. And I'm Colin and he is James... I am. How's it going, James? How are you? I'm still good. From the last time you asked me at the start of the recording, Great. still good. Ten minutes in. Of course, you can get in touch with the show by Twitter, email, Snapchat. Send us a nude. It's up to you. Uh, there's many ways to get in touch, as in like your nude palette for your makeup. Oh, absolutely. Colin, yeah, of course. That's what I meant.
1: Colin's looking for something that matches his skin
0: tone pretty well. Uh, thank you again for everybody who got in touch. Uh, shout out again. Shall I just say to Izzy who has now. Added seesaw parade car stickers to her it's front getting... and rear view mirrors. That's amazing. She's
1: getting adventurous. This merch that is not vetted by either one of us, but always
0: impressive. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it goes above and beyond every time. There was first. This of, well, is like there was... super
1: listener. Some
0: is he's going beyond listener at this point. Oh, absolutely. She she's essentially the third member of the of the band. She's no, like no no no. She's like the she's like the sound guy. she's like she's just <laughs> the merch. She's on the merch table. Selling the merch <laughs> to anyone who wants it, but we're we're like the support act who nobody likes so. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we started off with a cease operate mug and a T shirt, of which I've got both. Now I've cease operate badges and now cease operate car stickers, which I I need to get one. You also could have a sticker in your car with our name on it. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, and just to to ch- uh, to follow up on what graham had tweeted last week he said he caught the new episode delighted with his two and a half minutes of fame mild fame very very mild fame. absolutely he said let's give ur uh maximum exposure
1: yeah everybody we gotta get um a huge amounts of exposure for ur- and con- con- continuing the theme <laughs> all of them. rest
0: of the show was awesome awesome as ever especially in some of the more somber world news topics thank you graham we don't get enough uh, uh respect for how we deal with the wow, no, yeah, we do. do we, we do a terrible job, so we get exactly the right <laughs> amount of respect. And doing the one eighty, as we we like to do in the show, he finishes off by saying, "As they say at Urwilly HQ, keep it up." Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much for the for getting in touch, Graham. That is a famous catchphrase
1: from the from the comic book book. Is definitely. it? I don't think it is. No. It, that, I was trying to cover for okay. it there, to to let the poor little children that haven't got their ears covered right now not have to dig into that phrase at all absolutely
0: and uh again i know a lot of you are listening out there uh thank you very much for doing so and uh if you want to review something which i know we are getting a review of the tv show euphoria next week james so look forward to that oh wow i am looking forward to that uh, so yeah if you do have anything you can write it you can speak it ideally record it and send it over and we'll hit uh, we'll hit play and you'll get yourself your own voice on this podcast. So it's a pretty select crowd that's actually had their voices on so far. So. I'm always up for expanding our roster. Uh, also, in,
1: in, in, other, in another request, uh, if anybody out there from more f- far-flung parts of the world than Scotland <laughs> l- wants to tweet us where you're from exactly, I am in producing and keeping track of such such information.
0: We do get some unusual locations from where people are hearing us in our SoundCloud. I'll give you that. But whether or not they're they're there intentionally... Yeah,
1: so I'm trying to figure out how many of those are real. There's some strange strange places i think i do think
0: they're real i think they've just stumbled upon us in the totally wrong manner they're looking for something else and they've unless i I might be totally wrong we do have dedicated listeners in malaysia
1: and zimbabwe this is what this is what we're asking i'm going to try and keep keep asking this more regularly now because i'm I'm making i'm going to make a map for my own brain satisfaction of confirmed listeners (laughs) and suspected listeners
0: Right, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, Hidden let's. secret listeners. Let's begin, James. Uh, this week's cease operate. And again, we're going to take uh, a hairpin turn into some very serious news. This is Jeffrey Epstein, who you may recall a couple of weeks ago we discussed on the show. The news this week is that he's dead. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <don't- laughs> The whole way you brought that together was just okay.
0: <laughs> just to bring this back so, to it, I'm sorry, James. It's I should so have
1: bad. This is why we don't get praise for how he handles. Right, things. sorry. Let me just. I don't re- know what you said at all, and then he just said he's dead.
0: Let me rephrase and say he was found dead in his uh, prison cell at the yeah. weekend, yeah. and an autopsy performed on him uh, has found that he has sustained multiple breaks uh, breaks in his neck. And his neck bones and uh, people say, or other people familiar with the report, uh, say one of the bones broken includes the hyoid bone, yeah. which is near the Adam's apple. Now, James, tell me what is interesting about that in particular.
1: Alright, so people on the internet, conspiracy theorists and kind of just realists out there, and people who who, who, who like statistics, yeah. have, have pointed out that for a man of Jeffrey's age there is a 25% chance of you breaking this bone that he, that is broken from, from hanging of oneself. Uh, whereas there is a 75% chance of this bone being broken if you get strangled to death. Okay. And you know, seeing as Epstein is a guy that, that a lot of the internet in general suspects people wanted dead they're saying the stats are adding up to that maybe this was a third party there's a there's a lot of suspicious things yeah. happen to allow this this man to die
0: so from from my perspective now i'm very keen to avoid us descending into an alex jones Infowars kind of podcast where we Put
1: on your tinfoil boys and girls exa-
0: exactly i'm very keen to avoid that let me just say this to me goes beyond a yep yeah, he just killed himself it's it, there's so much more to it. i I consider myself a conspiracy theorist on this one because. I,
1: I, I do too. Yeah. Because
0: he was, as we discussed in the past, uh, alleged to have done, or rather, he did do. He was a convicted paedophile. Yeah. For a start. Yeah. And he was alleged to have done even more horrendous things, which we had discussed in the past, and was linked. Or the crimes were linked to a whole host of powerful people. Powerful people high up in in
1: in the world, in the US, in the UK. Absolutely. Like some seriously big names so, have links to him and his jet and his island and his little house, slash big house,
0: I suppose. With all that considered, to me, there's, there's so much more going on behind the scenes here. I believe, this is just my theory, that he was strongly encouraged... Or given the means oh, yeah. okay, to take yeah. his own life. That's that is my view. He's had bodyguards that like drove him about,
1: were, were there for most of the things that are going on. He's he's had a, the partner that helped facilitate all the parties. Yeah. So if any of them start disappearing as well or getting hushed, you gotta start being seriously concerned. But if you look at the facts of to what happened, this was not his first suicide attempt since getting taken in and put in jail. Yeah. He, he got moved into a high-security facility because of security concerns, wherein he then tried to commit suicide, so he got put on suicide watch. Uh, and then just the day or two days before he successfully committed suicide, uh, in quotes there, uh, he got taken off suicide watch. His cellmate got removed from his cell. Yeah. The camera in his cell didn't, like, stop working or was removed or something as well. Uh, the guards on duty uh, were negligent, apparently fell asleep. Apparently they were new. Uh, and not only that, but it's the first time someone has successfully committed suicide in this facility in 20-something years. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that... Stuck up. The only conclusions you can come to are that he was allowed to commit suicide or someone killed him. There's no way this happened... Like as a complete freak accident that nobody could have seen this and stopped it.
0: To me, anyone who firmly believes, oh no, he just he just did it himself with, with no uh, other intervention or help or anything else. Look at the facts of what happened and the bigger picture here. It is impossible to consider any other possibility than there is more to this than just he died. He did it. Yeah. Right. So at the very least... A lot of people in a hierarchy
1: of this system let this happen. They allowed him to die when it's proven to be very hard to do in this specific facility. There had to be a lot of things all happening at the same time for it to be this easy for him to die. So someone has let this happen at the very best and at the very worst. Other people have done this
0: okay James let's move on coming up on the show we have what you've been watching as well as some movie news of course but we're gonna continue yeah, news yeah. the uh, the news theme to start with and talk about Hong Kong uh, now this, uh, yeah this ongoing situation yeah this has been going on for a little while and this is I believe the first time we've talked about it actually maybe there's there's so many strands to this that I'm unsure really where to start but certainly the the headline uh, today or headlines were that uh, Donald Trump was urging a one-to-one personal talk with uh, Xi Jinping the Chinese premier to discuss this Hong Kong situation meanwhile China's uh, ambassador to the UK has warned against British politicians interfering yeah. in what's happening in Hong Kong so James what is happening There's a mass
1: protest for democracy because China, since taking taking control over Hong Kong in the nineties, when mm. the UK ceded power to them of the yep. whole place, not just the places they were promised, uh, have been enforcing more and more of their standard non democratic rule in the place. And now everybody's standing up. They tried to cross some lines, put in some legislation. That the people didn't like, so they've been protesting for weeks now. Yeah, ten weeks. Loads of people protesting. Like we're talking millions. Yep. And the protests have slowly been getting a wee bit more pushback from authorities. The police are visibly, because of you know cameras and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, being pretty violent to protesters lately. And the protests have been expanding. And some officers have been dressing up as protesters. Undercover. Yeah, infiltrating. Some mainland p- policemen have come in as infiltrators to the protests. Like Yeah. Clearly the desires of the people in Hong Kong itself are different from what the leadership of China wants them to be.
0: Okay, so what's the solution? Because so that's, cause that's this has this has been weeks and weeks of protest, and now, as you say, these protests are becoming increasingly violent. First thing It would be to ask the people
1: who are involved in organizing these protests what they think that we can do worldwide to help them. And actually, the advice they give to us for how to help them is to visit Hong Kong right now to keep the tourism going, because then... i
0: will just get a flight out tomorrow then.
1: Yeah, because then, well, anyone that can actually should, because then the government there can't say, hey, look, the protests are sabotaging Hong Kong's infrastructure and um, tourism, so we better put a stop to it because it's bad for the place. Uh, They also say to try and encourage all of our governments to put sanctions on Hong Kong itself because their financial sector is like the middle ground for China and the rest of the world in a lot of ways. So if we sanction Hong Kong um, for what's going on there right now, it raises the
0: attention of of, um, the protests. Is it, though, the UK or the US's place to be getting involved in that way?
1: Uh, So I don't think we can... Who boots in the ground right i don't think we could send the military over to try and protect the protesters yeah although i don't see what i don't see why there shouldn't be more protections for the protesters there and everywhere uh but i do believe that if we as a population over here in the uk want our government to step up and try and help the people of hong kong the government should do it And if people in the U.S. or people anywhere else want their governments to step up and try and help the people in Hong Kong, they should, because there's a lot of places in the world where there are these tensions of different kinds. Sometimes it's protests, sometimes it's like literal Mm -hmm. um, government to person violence. And we don't really get to do much about it because we're all like, oh, it's internal conflict. It's fine. But if you look at India right now, there's a whole thing going on there where they're um, seizing control of a place. You look at what's going on with Israel and their occupation of different territories and forcing people out, forcing people in. Yeah. Like, this is something that is global. It affects everyone. And if we care about it, we should be encouraging our governments to care about it
0: too. Okay, let's move on. James, how would you like to have your chicken washed in chlorine? That's not a euphemism, by the way. I prefer my chicken uh, <laughs> through the process
1: of <laughs> of becoming chicken that I can eat to not <laughs> okay. have to be washed in chlorine because... It allows for people further up the chain to
0: have to to slip up in their production. That was a much longer answer than I was expecting, but basically, it's a way of saying that the US has warned the UK that they may, or sorry, they must accept US food standards in any trade deal. So, long story (laughs) short, there are some practices that American farmers and American food producers do that the UK and the EU Yeah. So James, in any, uh, this is the head of America's farming lobby, who's called Zippy. Yeah, who have a lot of power. The farming lobby in America has got a lot of power. Absolutely. So um, he's he's saying it's things like uh, washing chicken in chlorine and using genetically modified crops. Some GM crops have to be accepted in this day and age, but not 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 uh, swimming pool chicken.
1: It just it depends on what they're uh, they're banned for. So the chicken ban is because having one stopgap at the end to ensure no contamination means that further up the chain, you don't have to be so careful. Yeah. So their chicken isn't any cleaner than ours uh, at the end, but during the process of it being done, it's less clean. So there are more risks involved. Um, the the problem here for me is that we don't need to do this. And I don't understand how this is going to happen and how the um, Tories are going to sell it to us because they're saying we must leave the EU because they force us to Accept their laws the, and standards. Yeah, precisely. So let's join America, who are going to force us to accept their laws and standards. It just doesn't
0: make any sense. Okay, let's move on. That also, can we just point out that weeks ago we were talking about Nancy Pelosi, yeah. uh, American Congresswoman, yeah. who uh, was essentially saying that any UK-US trade deal had to protect the Good Friday Agreement yeah. in Northern Ireland. We talked about that maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, we, yeah, it was a while ago now. And yesterday, the BBC
1: reported it. Yesterday, we are the best source for news. Let's be honest here: we are actual news. We're not like satirical. We're not like f- we don't fail all the time to to actually get the facts right. And we're not with we're not with the <laughs> But no, like in this case, we actually did. We I, I feel quite proud about this one. BBC yeah. somehow just caught up to this news that oh wait, uh, the Americans care about the stuff and about about no violence being in Ireland.
0: Imagine. Perhaps one of their staffers was listening to C-Soul Parade. Maybe maybe that's how they found it.
1: BBC staffer who was listening to the show, please let us know. Get in touch. We won't actually out you because then you'll probably lose your job or something. Uh, But we'd (laughs) like to hear...
0: Okay, penultimately in our news roundup, let's go to Canada news, news, news. and talk about the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who was and uh, no, he, he was certainly a, a darling of the podcast for a long time. I was going to say is we were fans in in, in a lot of ways indeed, but uh, but now I think after this news, he, he's certainly gone down in my estimation. So he this has is lost some points. The news that he has been found to have violated a conflict of interest uh, law in Canada, essentially. It turns out he was putting pressure on the Attorney General to let a Canadian company off the hook. That is the long story short. Yeah. We talked about it when it was. Probably about Europe. When it first happened, yeah. So this is the. uh, It's called the SNC Lavalin, who are one of the biggest engineering and construction companies in the world. They employ 9,000 people in Canada and they had been accused of bribing officials in Libya. Yeah. Uh, And essentially, Trudeau was saying. To the attorney general and to the justice department, let it slide. just just let them off with it. It's fine. It,
1: forget it. It's, it's for the good of the nation.
0: Just, they're they're important to Canada.
1: Yeah, leave
0: it be. They we, they're our boys. It's okay when our yeah. boys do it. Because uh, a conviction would have meant a decade long ban on bidding on a federal contract and would yeah. allow authorities to cancel any current contract yeah. so it would have had a pretty big impact however he clearly crossed the line here James what was going through his mind because I mean the amount of people who resigned in the wake of this now to have found that yes he did break uh, the rules uh really puts him in a bad light I don't I don't really know
1: like maybe he's got some lobbyist shouting in his ear about hey you've got to sort this out well we won't give you donations or something I don't know how much you're allowed to donate to campaigns and stuff in Canada. Right. This must have been some form of lobbying. like, Or maybe they're the only Canadian company of this size that can do the stuff that he wants them to do. And it was vital in his mind to let them carry on no matter the cost. But yeah, lines were seriously crossed. And it's apparently not the first time he's crossed some ethics lines, but the other one doesn't seem quite yeah, so. Yeah,
0: re- reading into this, it sounds like he's done it before.
1: Well, he's, last last time there was a thing, It was he, he took a holiday with his family um, but the state. No, but it was from someone with a conflict of interest as well. So an interested party gave him a free trip. Which isn't which is also is not good. So you know, a fancy socks boy losing some points. Okay. Losing some serious points in terms of how good you are as a leader. But you know, <laughs> we look at our one. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: And talking off, James, as a nice little segue onto Brexit, our final news item of the week before we chill out. Thank you for the rest of the the show. Uh, this is Jeremy Corbyn urging the leaders of other opposition parties and Tory rebels uh, to install him as the caretaker prime minister in oh. order to stop a no deal Brexit. So he's, PM. he wants another no confidence vote. Yeah, so so he's going to call another no confidence vote apparently, and, and that he wants will then... everybody to back him who doesn't want no deal. Jeremy Corbyn is an enigma, but also this idea of his, particularly the fact that the Lib Dems have already said they will not be supporting him. (laughs) No, that's the part that doesn't make sense. This plan is good. The biggest opposition
1: party, as in the opposition party, wants to try and do what they see as the nation's will, because they believe that the current Leading party is not doing what the nation wants, as in like gearing okay. head on for No Deal Brexit, which for like half the people in the current cabinet that are saying No Deal Brexit is the only answer, two years ago were saying that No Deal Brexit would be a disaster. Okay, true. So a lot of people think it would be bad. So Corbyn's saying, "Hey, let's let's have an overconfidence for. We'll take control for a while. We'll call a general election. We'll get a referendum. We'll try and undo this No Deal business." It sounds great to me it sounds great to a lot of Tory rebels apparently it sounds great to lots of like even the SNP, who historically agree with nobody on anything are saying that this seems like a way forward which for them is basically
0: saying yeah let's do this so Sturgeon <laughs> actually uh, came out and said I think the thing for Corbyn though is he has to finally and firmly come off the fence on Brexit he's not on the fence and stop trying to equivocate and prevaricate wow well, thanks or for medicate. the big words n- n- nonsense or illuminate <laughs> <laughs> what What's what even mean i
1: don't care uh but he's not on the fence the the, <laughs> the, the current labor policy on brexit is very clear like they want to either have their deal and a, no, refer- I, I and a referendum on their deal or they want the government to have a deal and a referendum on that deal
0: no part but, of the problem has been Labour's lack of position they've not yeah, but had they, they a firm have position. one now they have one now. They've had one for a month. But this is just Corbyn's position. And most of labor no, this don't like Corbyn. Position. Position
1: is Labour's position. Labour's position is to have a referendum on whatever deal comes to the table. And they want a chance to have Labour's deal be that deal. So they want the two, there's two branches. Labour takes power, makes a deal, referendum or referendum right now. Those are the two things that Labour wants. Okay. That's not on the fence. They clearly
0: want a referendum. But again, this whole statement of Corbyn saying, OK, I want to be caretaker PM and I'm going to call a no-confidence vote is just virtue signalling because it's not going to happen. Yeah, it is. It's not. It is. The Lib Dems are going to vote for it. They need the numbers, right? So this and isn't the on Corbyn. Vote Corbyn either. says,
1: we need the numbers for this. Everybody get behind me. And then and they're all
0: saying no.
1: It's on the people who are saying no at that point. It's their fault if this doesn't happen. It's not Carbon's fault. It's not Labour's fault if this doesn't happen. If a Lib Dems say no, it's on them because they and Joe herself literally said they would do anything to stop a no deal Brexit.
0: We'll do anything what would you do? Would you do st-
1: anything? Yeah, yeah, anything. Would you like. Jeremy Corbyn take over for interim period and (laughs) and do a no deal? No, no, no. No, we wouldn't do that, but we'd do anything.
0: She'd do anything for a no deal Brexit, but she won't do
1: that. So it's not on Labour. Labour's Labour's stance is clear. They've got a fine plan here. Like, it makes sense. It is possible with the rebel votes and with all the opposition votes. Easily possible. It's Lib Dems being the Tories that they
0: are... (laughs)
1: Wanting wanting to leave the Tories in charge for some reason.
0: Okay, we've been talking about uh, that for for long enough. Let's move on. Let's talk some movie news and then we'll get to what we've been watching. Let's start with a movie we listened to the trailer of probably two episodes ago called The Hunt. Oh, yeah. Which both you and I... had one good trailer and one terrible trailer. ...really enjoyed the trailer. But it turns out, this is the news, that the film has been indefinitely postponed. Yeah. (laughs) After the recent mass shootings and also some... What's being described as shaky test screenings. Oh yeah, but, and also Trump tweeted about it, saying it he was did. a bad, bad film and
1: it shouldn't be watched. Despite the fact that
0: Trump has obviously not seen the film,
1: <laughs> it was a pro-Trump film.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think it was actually. No, no, no.
1: They've labelled it as a pro-Trump film. Like the the goal of this film was to be pro-Republican, pro-guns, pro the little guy, right? Anti so, anti-big business, um, um, liberal
0: who wants to kill all the southerners. Well, let me yeah, I'll give you some some uh, more info. This film was originally called Red State versus Blue State. And in the film, the people who are being shot are being referred to as deplorables, which is a Trump phrase, and the ones with the guns are being called elitists. Well, so yeah, that to me yeah. is anti-Trump, but they're
1: European elitists and it's red state deplorables. <laughs> so it's like it's like the rural Americans are the deplorables in this film they they're fighting back against the the like the leftist elitist big business.
0: Yeah, so then some left-leaning media were saying oh this is a this is a pro-Trump film though. It sounds like a pro-Trump film to me. If you
1: make the good guys who are getting hunted down uh rednecks and you make the bad guys like me, then I'm clearly not the person who the film is <laughs> trying to support. They're clearly trying to support, support the rednecks and whoever is their base, right? So, like it's pretty. It was pretty clearly like geared towards that base. I'm not saying it was directly pro Trump. Right. Fine, but it's 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 pro Trump's base. Okay. And then he's trying to shut it down, and it, and the film is shut down,
0: and it's gone forever now. Should governments or should presidents be involved in the scheduling of Hollywood movies?
1: It doesn't seem to matter what Trump should or should not be involved in. He's involved, so he probably shouldn't. In fact, he shouldn't. Trump isn't supposed to tweet things that. That affect the business. He's not supposed to do things. Yeah, with his own accounts and with his own words that affect business. The only thing he's allowed to is You're a legislate. But he always does stuff like this. He's so uh, he's like trying to boycott companies. He's trying to get films shut
0: down. Okay, well, rivaling Gambit for a film that we've talked about for seemingly forever, New Mutants, which is the final Fox made. X Men movie, which was uh, originally that hasn't been completely, definitely killed off yet. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the final one, which uh, before it's all uh, transferred over to to Marvel. Yeah, this original uh, idea came forward in 2015, and the film was meant to be released over a year ago in uh, February 2018. It is essentially it was always described as a horror movie with a haunted house vibe. Uh, You had uh, Maisie Williams. In uh, the starring role, and yeah, Anna Taylor Joy as well, and a couple other familiar faces. And there was trailers for this film. It was so close to getting released. Exa- right, precisely. So then, Years if you ago. recall, uh, if you recall correctly, the film was then delayed. Yeah. Uh, for uh, about a year, yeah. some reshoots were planned, which never happened. Yeah. And now Disney, according to uh, according to the, their, hmm. and now Disney, according to a report, are not happy with the movie and expect it to be a financial failure. So the chat now... So
1: does that mean they're still wanting to release it? Well, the chat
0: now is that they're going to give it to Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's sort of
1: like... Yeah, that makes sense. Disney owns Hulu, so they just give their fluff to them. Like, here's the (laughs) NAF. Here's the failed projects. You have it. You advertise it.
0: This, to me, is a really disappointing end for the (sighs) Fox era of the X-Men
1: gamut. This film has promise as far as the idea. You take the X-Men slash mutants and you put them... In a new genre that they haven't been in, yeah, that sounds good to me. But it, the trailer came out. I think it. I think we watched this back in the Jonathan episode. Uh, so that's one. That's one hundred. Would be my guess. We talked about this so long ago. Uh, the tra- the trailer was just weird, and it had the cringy song redone but creepy this time thing going on and the effects were bad oh so it
0: did, was
1: it Eurythmics but there was some promise even in the trailer there was some promise but then it just kept getting worse and worse and now bye bye, hello Hulu, (laughs) I don't have that so I'll never see this
0: nope (laughs) Okay, uh, we're close to wrapping up. Let's talk Man, about Jordan Peele's Stark new girls movie. Don't have much luck <laughs> with superhero films. God, absolutely, don't. Uh, let's talk about Jordan Peele's new movie. Uh, it's a remake of the '90s iconic horror movie Candyman. Yeah. Uh, so this was uh, this was interesting. I've been reading about this. Essentially, the two companies who had the rights. Uh, to the Candyman franchise. Uh, a sequel was made and a third film uh, was made in the, yeah. the mid to late 90s, which were pretty, pretty they bad. They were not successful, yeah. Then the rights expired to oh. the character, to the, to the movie, and Jordan Peele bought it. Nice. Well done, mate. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, so hmm. in Snap that on out. So they've already cast uh, a number of the characters. Nathan Garrett, who, if you recall, was in Misfits, is oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. one of the... Uh he lo- looks like he'll be a secondary character with Yata Abdul Medin, who is the bad guy in Aquaman. Okay. And was also in Us, which is Jordan Peele's yeah. um most recent movie, they have been cast as well as a couple other ones. And the original uh, Candyman? Or did I misread that? I don't actually know. I can't work if this he's... one out. I think he's I think he's in it. I think it's a re it's a reimagining. Well, yeah, so
1: it's a soft sequel. It's, it's a spiritual
0: sequel, as the, yeah, as the fancy, as, as the as fancy the word I'm seeing
1: say. Yeah, so there's going to be some, some hot take. This is going to be a hot take sequel. They're taking an old franchise and they're making it a, a modern take on some,
0: something that goes on in the world right now. Yeah, Jordan Peele has said it's going to be aimed at toxic fandom.
1: All right, so it's going to be about me and Star <laughs> Wars. Be, absolutely. Mr. Peele, get me in. I can write that script. Well yeah, no, it's a toxic fandom's a thing, and there is destructive toxic fandom. Like that is true. If you look at Yeah, when something bad is made and people take it out on the cast, or people take it out on everyone involved, instead of the people who are at fault, that's toxic fandom. Absolutely. Whereas if, like so that's what happened with Star Wars. Star Wars was bad, and then the actresses and no, sorry, I won't use that word. That's that's dumb. The actors uh, were were slated. Yeah. Some of them having to delete their their social media. Uh, getting hate mail, getting death threats. That's toxic fandom. Whereas if you look at when Game of Thrones ended and it was bad, the the, the actors had their charities supported. They had general love and outreach and affection as to like, you did the best you could with what you did. We actually really liked your character and your acting. And then the writers, big old D&D, they got a lot of hate. (laughs) They're, they can't even appear
0: in public anymore. That's we're not taking... toxic fandom. <laughs> That's just regular fandom. <laughs> okay, we're taking a, a wild tangent there. Let's go, let's uh, wrap up this movie news. Time is escaping us. Quiet Place Two, uh, the sequel to the John Krasinski horror th- thing from last year, which was kind of good. I liked it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Has hence added thriller
0: horror. Yeah, it's added Jimon Honsu to the cast and Killian uh, Murphy. I only uh, read this today. Killian cool. Murphy's also in this film. I like him. So this is uh, I'm unsure who the production house is I want to say it's Fox actually It might not be I don't remember um, Essentially I was reading that the production house Only have the Mission Impossible franchise And that's it Oh that's not Fox And so they're keen to add to their slate Of burgeoning world building franchises And so this sounds like Yeah The next they stage They want a
1: franchise. Ugh, They want a franchise out of a Quiet Place Or is it going to be the Quiet Universe Yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, it sounds like it, to be honest. Oh, I don't want a
1: quiet universe. What can you do with that? I don't know. Oh, dear. Everyone's just trying to make everything into big old franchises. Stop it. Make No, it's is it Paramount. It's Paramount, isn't it? Oh, it's Paramount. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I'm not smart. Uh, So, yeah, casting news is pretty cool. That's two pretty great actors. Yeah. I like them both. Quiet Place 2 could be good. They're keeping, they're keeping people involved that made the first ones. That's a good sign. They're not just like passing it down the chain to their, like, their temporary
0: writers. Okay, lastly, there is one trailer this week, but uh, instead of teasing you with the audio, I'm going to get you to actually stop the podcast and go watch this because I would really like you to do so. This is... Yeah, just watch the
1: trailer. It's insane.
0: Yeah, this is the new film from Bong Joon-ho, who did Okja and Snowpiercer. Yeah. Two yeah, wish- excellent movies. Yeah, they're excellent, yeah. And this is his new film, Parasite, which is largely in Korean. Yeah. Which is also part of the reason I'm not playing the audio. Wow. Racist. It won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. And now there's this, there's talk that it may be South Korea's first ever <gasps> Best Picture nominee. Ooh, that would be really cool. What did
1: you think of this? The trailer's so good. This film looks so good. I've got no idea what happens. It, like it, look, it looks pretty chill at the start. It mm-hmm. looks a wee bit fun. And then it looks real dark. But I don't know how. I don't quite know how it's dark, but it feels like it's dark. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, all my, all my, all, all my curiosity is is tickled.
0: I'm keen. <laughs> yeah, me too. This this trailer is awesome. It starts off as one thing, and the like the final shot is something completely different.
1: Yeah, there's so many feels, so many emotions. Like, and it looks really, really well shot. Oh well, yeah, well composed. Yeah. Like,
0: I want to see this real bad. I'm excited for this, and I would, uh, yeah, I would certainly urge you to go and watch that trailer right now. It's called Parasite, and it will be coming out, I'm sure, towards the end of this year. Yeah, and if this can get, if this can get a wee nomination, that would be so cool. It would be right, James. That would be really, that would be really nice. Time is up, but let me tell you, or rather, tell me, what you've been oh. watching this week?
1: Oh yeah, so first thing I finished was season four of Peaky Blinders, just in time for the new season. Hey. And uh, yeah, season four was exactly what I thought it would be. Like, here's a problem for the Peaky Blinders. Oh no, they're losing. <laughs> They've got a plan. Oh, it went wrong. Oh, they got another... It's worked out. Well done, Peaky Blinders. You did it. But I liked it still. Like, it yeah, was good. Yeah. Formulaic, but fun. It's, it's the same every season, but well done. You pick one of yours, and I'll come back to one of mine.
0: Okay, I've seen uh, two movies this week, one of which is still out in the cinemas. It's called Animals. Uh, it's a little indie film. It's a... Adaption of a famous book. I don't remember what it's called. It might actually be called Animals. It stars Aaliyah Shawkat from Arrested Development, who's all grown oh. up now. And oh. um, she is she steals the show, really. It's, it's, a, it's a tale of two friends in Dublin and uh, how romance is destroying their friendship, as is drugs, sex, and alcohol. Those things tend to make friendships a bit tricky. The film itself is really absorbing without really going anywhere. Like, the, the plot is... It's just kind of life. It's just, it's just a couple of pals living life. Nice, yeah. It really does just dawdle along. And the performances are great. The only thing I didn't really get is the whole allegory to animals in the first place. There's some some random shots interspersed throughout the film of, you know, a fox and a cat. Right. And uh, I, it's meant to be, I think it's meant to, or I get the impression it's meant to be a ref, uh, reflection of the two main female leads. I just didn't really get it.
1: Right. So you need to go read up some some
0: reports. Someone needs to write yeah. a clever article for you to read. And then you'll be it. Like, oh, in, nice. I wouldn't rush out to see it again, but I did enjoy it a lot.
1: Eh, yeah, it, sounds, it, sounds, it sounds good. I but, like the sound of it.
0: Yeah. Okay, James, what else have you been watching? I finished an anime, Colin. Oh, what's
1: an anime? And a whole anime. Wow, by whole anime, I mean season three, part two of Attack on Titan. (laughs) Season three, part two? Somehow seems to be everybody's favorite anime, even though it is distinctly mediocre at this point. Okay. But season three, part one was awful, as you may remember from a previous review of mine. I do. Some of the worst TV ever. Season three, part two was like pretty good. It was maybe a six or a seven (laughs) on the scale of regular human beings. Okay. It was a thumbs up on my scale. It it was action-packed. There was a lot of dramatic moments. There was some some very, very mild character development. This is one of the things that let us down. There wasn't much character. Uh, One thing that raised the bar in terms of quality of show was was what I call the Finger Guns Titan. Okay. It was the highlight of my TV-watching history. It was just this hilarious run that one of the Titans did. It just ran funny. That's it. That was one of the highlights. That's That's how mediocre this, this season was. One of the highlights was how one of the non-named characters ran Uh, but it drove the story forward the story actually went somewhere this this half season which i liked okay because the last the last time they just had some number of episodes of nothing happening so (laughs) i want this show to finish so i can finish it and be like yeah that was mediocre Finished it, but like somehow it's one of the, it's like the, it's the new highest rated season of anime ever because it's just like it's very approachable, it's it's very mainstream. It's not hard to to digest okay. and it's very exciting. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, ten out of 10. but nah, it's oh, well, I'll do that again because I hit my mic. But nah, it's like it's not a ten. It's far, far, far from a ten.
0: Okay, fair, fair enough, right? And to finish off this week, let me tell you about Apocalypse Now. The 1979 film starring a very young looking Martin Sheen, uh, a teenage Lawrence Fishburne and Marlon Brando and uh, Robert Duvall. And it's uh, so it's been remastered and put into IMAX for a limited time only. I I doubt it's still there. Probably. This is the first time I've seen Apocalypse Now, even though Ah. I'm well aware that it's uh, widely considered one of the best films of all time. And now that I've watched it, I can completely see why. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola directing some of the action sequences and the stuff they filmed is simply unbelievable for the era in which they did that long before the days of special effects. Just like blowing up trees in the Philippines and just seeing how yeah. cool the explosions look. Yeah, there were some pretty insane explosions oh, going mental. on there and they
1: had to all be real back in the day. So,
0: And it's very surreal seeing a film and hearing... Lines which you know inside out from pop culture references. For example, oh, right, yeah. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah. from Apocalypse Now. And you see it and be like, oh, oh so that's, that's where it's where from. That's from. I heard, yeah, I heard that. Before. In terms of in terms of performances and in, in terms of an, a war film, absolutely stunning. Hmm. Genuinely, oh, I, saying I loved it, I think is the wrong word, but I, I was blown away by it, and uh, yeah. If you are if you are yet to see Apocalypse Now, watch it on the biggest screen you can. The version we saw was called Final Cut, which apparently ha- adds in about 20, 30 minutes of additional footage, which Ow. which I actually felt was completely unnecessary. And the the guy I saw it with, a uh, Chris Ward, who's formerly at STV now at Up Next Studios, agreed because he's actually seen the theatrical version and this new version. He said the the theatrical version, uh, the slim down version, is better.
1: Yeah. Th- rarely is the director's cut slash the full version
0: the best version of a film but uh that being said i thought it was phenomenal so yeah there we go right james how do people get in touch
1: uh yeah if you want to get in touch with us i don't know what you want to email us this week let us know what you think about something that you watched because we just did that segment so that's the freshest thing in my brain So, so please send a review of something uh and, and actually, it doesn't have to be a thing you watched, it can be a thing you read, it can be a trick that your pet did for you, you can review one of those.
0: Review a fringe show.
1: Yeah, you can review a fringe show, that's coming up with Colin's review of a certain fringe show, it's coming up on the old YouTube soon, it's almost finished encoding on my end. Watch that video. You can email us a review of the video that's coming up about Colin reviewing a fringe show. <laughs> uh, you can email your you can email a review of, of, your, of your meal if you cook a nice meal anything just let us know let us know anything at all tweet us at seesaw parade. the email address by the way was seesawparade at gmail.com I don't know if I said yeah. it snapchat colin at seesaw parade. you can also find colin on twitter at colin understo- underscore stone underscore Man. I still can't say it's successful you can find me on twitter at fairjame the superior username
0: right James thank you for joining me I will see you next week bye bye colin
1: Wait, I don't know who to say goodbye to, Colin. Who should I say goodbye to? <laughs> uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, Francis Ford Coppola. There we go. I'm sure you appreciate that.